0: Hi there. Oh, I better take these guys out. I've been listening to some Arabic. Um, yeah, tonight, uh, this morning I want to talk about as we're p- approaching the end of our 90 day challenge. Okay. So, uh, what I want to do is I want to have a discussion with a tutor where I'm going to show you how I struggle still to speak Arabic and Persian. Uh, so in order to warm up for, oh, geez, I always too. this still. Okay. Uh, so, um, to warm up for this, so I don't do too badly. I've been doing more listening and I've had more sort of, uh, online sessions with tutors to practice speaking. And so then this always raises in my mind, the question of, you know, this relationship between output and input in language learning. Um, there's no question in my mind that we learn through input. There's no question in my mind that the emphasis on output at the early stage of learning a language is not necessary and possibly counterproductive Uh, i notice now for example that um, when i speak with my tutors in arabic and in persian i'm able to enjoy the session one hour much more because i understand better what the person is saying. I have more words that I can use, many words that I don't have or that I have forgotten and that I struggle to find and that often my tutor then provides me in my report and I review them and I forget them again. However, I have this feeling now that I'm in better control in my conversations with my tutor and it's a wonderful feeling. It's a wonderful feeling. Um, I didn't feel that way when I first started speaking. Now, in order to get to where you can feel comfortable, of course, you have to speak as well. But I only speak once a week. So one hour a week is not why I am starting to feel more and more comfortable. It's because of my continuing, um, you know, listening and reading. And in particular, I decided that towards the end of my 90 day challenge, rather than doing three days of Arabic and then three days of uh, Persian, I've kind of focused a bit more on Arabic. I'm further along in Arabic. And yet, in some ways, Arabic is, well, not some ways. It is harder. And so I've kind of been going now almost for a week on Arabic. And I'm going to, in fact, I have a discussion at 11 o'clock with an Arabic tutor. And then I'm going to switch to Persian. And so I might even uh, film on my iPhone uh, myself sort of speaking Arabic both for my own records and I might take some of that and post it here uh, I, I think it's better rather than trying to get the Skype uh, recording where you get different sound levels and fuzzy screens and whatever if I film it on my I've got a handy little you know tripod here if I film uh, myself just my end of it so you can hear the tutor in the background very lightly, but you can't hear what he or she is saying. And then you'll see me struggling to speak either Arabic or Persian. So that'll be, in a sense, my, call it my testimonial or my, uh, you know, demonstration of what I have achieved, which I will keep for my own record, because a year from now, I would, uh, you know, look at that and uh, it'll be an indication of how much I've advanced. Plus, when you watch yourself speak, you pick up a lot of your mistakes so i'm going to do that so so that uh, and as i do that so i notice now that as a result of speaking um and as a result of the cumulative sort of effect of all of the listening and reading so i lost i i notice more and more things and um now that we have this sir, you can listen to your whole course at link so i just go to asimil which i have uploaded into link and listen to the audio of the course and i started lesson say 50 in SCML, I go up to 76, and then it flips back to one. You know, one maybe not, but by lesson 10, there are always things there that um, I hadn't yet noticed or hadn't fully realized. So the whole process of learning a language, it's not like, you know, uh, other things where you learn this basic thing, you have to learn to add and subtract before you can learn engineering or something, you know. Whereas with languages, it's not obvious that one tense is more difficult than another, that there are certain things that are basic and then you build on that. The only thing you really have is a sort of, um, frequency, like some very common words are going to appear more and more often and uh, familiarity. In other words, if the subject is more familiar, you're going to understand a little bit better, but it, you know, in Arabic, for example, they start with the past tense. That's the first tense that's introduced in just about every uh, book that I've looked at. And yet we tend to assume say in european languages that we should begin with the present and then move on to the past tense that the past tense is more complicated it's not more complicated nothing is more complicated really they are all difficult for us to uh grasp at first um you know and and then through a lot of exposure and then being familiar with the these things because we've seen them then we notice things that we didn't notice in the first pass. Uh, when they start an Arabic grammar book and they tell you that there are all these different kinds of verbs and it's, it's all lost on you. Um, and I should add another thing. Yeah. So I think familiarity is extremely important as we develop a strategy of how much input and how much output we want, because obviously, the output stimulates the input so the output makes you aware of things and then you're a little more attentive when you're listening so you do need some but when you introduce the output uh, like how often you're going to speak to a tutor how often you're going to speak this has got to be part of your strategy and i doubt i don't know if there is a sort of a magic formula of how much input and how much output at what stage uh, maybe one day they'll come up with that Uh, as a guide, but I think the best guide is what you feel like you want to do. So some people are more inclined to want to use a little bit that they have. And other people are more inclined to want, like I am, to build up greater competence in the language, more vocabulary, better ability to understand so that then we can feel more comfortable, uh, when we have these conversations. And I think we get more out of them because if we have more words, and we understand more, then the range of our conversation can be so much broader. We're not simply talking about the weather and where I live, we're talking about a whole variety of things. And I sort of feel a sense of power as I'm struggling. And I think we all do as I'm struggling to say things. And I find that I am able to say certain things and certain words come out of nowhere and other words come out and they're wrong. And then the teacher corrects them. And, but so that. You know, I prefer to at least have a chance to have a meaningful conversation, so I wait. But other people, maybe they prefer to get started early. I don't think there's a, an absolute formula there, but we learn from the input of that. I am certain. And something else that I think is very important is, like when I started with SML, they have a lot of content that is, you know, uh, folk tales or from Thousand and One Nights or something that's very much part of Arabic culture. And I think there's a great tendency uh, on the part of people who uh, write textbooks to give you a lot of culture-rich content early. I noticed this with Chinese, you know, fest, or even in Japanese, festivals and all this kind of stuff. And I think that's a very bad strategy because it's very important to keep things as familiar as possible. That's why I love our mini stories. If you have a familiar background, people going to work, making breakfast, uh, cleaning up the room, these are all situations that are familiar to us. And so therefore, at least the context is familiar. And so then we have an easier time, you know, trying to learn the new words and the new structures of the language. I now find that the lessons in Assimil, which initially I didn't like because they were too exotic. Now I find them interesting. Because I have a better, you know, a higher level in the language, a higher level of comprehension. So I'm not struggling against an unfamiliar language, an unfamiliar context, things that I just totally don't understand. Uh, so now I'm enjoying those. So I think in terms of the input as well, people talk a lot about graded readers. And I think it's good to have the material graded to some extent, but it's also important to start from the familiar and then move towards the less familiar as we proceed through this sort of uh, input strategy. And I, I remain, you know, I will continue, input, not only is it the most effective way to learn in my opinion, but it's also the easiest to organize. I have to set up discussions on link or on italki. I have tutors on both now, I have to try to remember where I have already, you know, booked a discussion so that there's no conflict. italki doesn't have the easiest interface in the world. So it's always a little bit, uh, we can probably improve our method at link for interacting with tutors, but it's, and you have to pay them. So a couple of hours a week is plenty. Whereas the, the listening, I just pick it up and I do it wherever I am. Uh, and every time I listen and every time I read, the language is becoming more familiar. And I'm noticing more and more things and it's building up in me a better and better ability to speak. But ultimately, of course, I have to speak. And so nearing the end of my 90 day challenge in Arabic and Persian, I want to, as I, I promised that I would, uh, you know, have a little short video of me using these two languages. So I'll put those up either at the end of this week or by next Monday. Next Monday is probably next Monday or Tuesday, the last day of the 90 day challenge. I noticed by the way that uh, someone had posted their, uh, a video of them speaking Mandarin after a certain period of time. I haven't had a look at it yet, but I will have a look at it. And, uh, if any of you want to post, uh, examples of, uh, the results of your 90 day challenge, ideally do it, uh, on the forum. Uh, I've often felt that we should have at link in our profile and maybe it's something we'll eventually get to sort of a portfolio where we put sort of recordings of ourselves speaking the language at different stages of our learning. And this portfolio is something that we would control. So if we want, we can have them private or we can have some of them made public so people can see what our level is in the language. In a way, you know, if you can speak for five minutes on video, that's the best measure of how good you are in that language, far better than any TEFL, TESOL, or IELTS or all these other, uh, tests, in my opinion. S- however, the advantage of TEFL and TESOL is that if you're a Japanese employer who doesn't speak uh, English very well yourself, you're in no position to judge, uh, someone's ability in English, uh, through a video and therefore at least, uh, uh you know, TEFL or, or, uh, not TEFL, but, uh, what's that it's called, Toic uh, gives you a so-called objective evaluation and that's why it's useful. Okay. I will stop there and I'll see what people have to say. And I may be leaving early today because I have an Arabic tutor at 11 and I want to spend half an hour warming up by doing a lot of listening and reading and going through some of my lessons on link. So let's have a look and see what we got here. All right so first blah 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 how long have you been using link uh, my german learning consists simply of reading and listening that i put on link right now kind of passive i don't know at what rate i'm actually improving you're improving never worry about the rate at which you're improving it's cumulative and you don't notice it you'll notice it when you compare yourself to say three months earlier how do you get foreign language content onto link scott asks i don't know if this is a general question or it's for a specific participant here but I find it online and I import it and I use the, uh, the import, uh, you know, widget or extension. Uh, I do it both on my iPad and, uh, with the computer. Many YouTube channels have some, sub- I know. yes. Yeah, so YouTube channels have subtitles that those make excellent lessons at link. You can automatically import them by, uh, simply, uh, clicking on the extension browser extension. Yeah, M- M- Marlon says he puts them private. Yes, you can't share anything that is uh, not free of copyright. I bought an ebook from Amazon in French and they wouldn't sell it to me. I don't know why that would be. I've bought books in many languages. I don't like ebooks because they come along with audio. I don't understand that, Marlon. Uh, I look for ebooks for which I can also buy the audiobook. And if anyone is learning Italian, Il narratore offers audio ebooks, so you can get both. Yeah. No, 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 no. The ebooks are good because if you download a dictionary, you can pouch the word in the definite. Okay. Uh hi, Mr. Steve. Good afternoon, Nihau. Blah blah blah. Hola. You are right. The closed caption doesn't exactly match. Yeah, if the closed captioning doesn't exactly match, it's not so important. You're learning a bunch of words. People get hung up about accuracy. I don't. They're words. You need them anyway. Uh, sir, may you? I see, Scott. If most officials are provide audio to word subtitles, very precise. Sir, may you repeat it because I have a paper. I don't understand. May you repeat it. I don't understand. I have my video. <laughs> you can listen to it as many times as you want. I think there are even subtitles. If you want, you can even import it into Link. In a recent session, you said your wife was quite unhelpful, kind of, and I'm glad to see someone else have this problem. My partner's Puerto Rican, and no help at all. Yes, Aaron. Don't expect, if you have been in the habit of speaking to your wife or partner in whatever language, your language, her language, or third language, and you start studying her or his language, don't expect them to help you. You're not going to break those habits. Uh, okay. What new language you're learning re- recently? I'm learning Persian and Arabic. When will you consider learning Turkish? uh i said i would do that starting in the new year now i may even add turkish and hebrew because uh one of our members at link has provided us with a whole bunch of good content in hebrew so we'll see what the new year brings but uh, when i uh, i'm gonna have to pause my arabic and persian because i'm going to ukraine and i want to work on improving my slavic languages ukrainian and russian in in this case and then because i'm going to the fukuoka polyglot conference i want to just raise the level of my Korean. So I think that'll be my emphasis until October. And then I'm going to get in, I'll probably get back to Arabic and Persian, start in a bit of Turkish and I might hold off on the Hebrew. Otherwise I'll just get too confused. Uh, what is early stage to try output? Well, I used to wait till I had, you know, eight, 10,000 words, but I, I, I have found that with the mini stories where it's there's so much repetition and there's so many very common verbs. I've started earlier 3000 words on our link count. So is that A2? I don't know. Uh, but even at that, I only speak once a week. Uh, in the early stage, input must be acquired alone without any output participation or must be combined uh i don't think there's any must here but i tend to in the very early stages no input i can't excuse me no output i can't output i can't say anything i don't understand what the person is saying so uh, i wait till i have at least three thousand words on the link count before i engage a tutor Mm -hmm. okay do you think field linguists are able to learn a language faster than regular people I don't know what a field linguist is, but I feel the study of linguistics has very little to do with learning languages and doesn't give you any advantage. Would you like to tell me how to improve my business English exactly? How can I build a sentence and male conversation? I don't know what male conversation is, uh, but uh, to improve in your business English, you have to read more business content, business related content. You have to save words and phrases, phrases that you would like to use. And then I would get on a, with a tutor and start talking about business. You have to start. And I would write again, write about business, because when you're talking, you know, business English typically is either, you know, the spoken form and the written form are going to be very close together. It's not like sitting around and having a coffee or a beer, and chatting about all kinds of different things. It's much more structured. And so I would do a lot of reading on business-related subjects. I would even write on business-related subjects. And I would get a tutor with whom I would simply converse about business-related subjects. Okay, Daylan here. Is it possible to reach B1 or 2 in Chinese living in New York if you have friends and an environment that makes you speak it? So I don't know if you're talking about Mandarin uh obviously if you have an opportunity to speak that's a positive thing i learned mandarin in hong kong where no one spoke Mandarin, excuse me yeah in hong kong no one spoke mandarin in 1968-69 so the bigger issue is how much listening and reading are you going to do in my opinion or you may just pick up just by being with your friends you might pick up some but but it, it won't be that sort of it won't take you to a b2 level Hello, Steve. Is it true that reading is more important than watching movies because I've noticed the more I read the more my English grammar expands. Yeah, I'm a great fan of reading. I've said this before. Movies are a bit of a distraction. Movies are a reward. It's fun to watch movies, but we learn more from either audiobooks or reading because they're only words. So the brain has to imagine what the meaning of those words is. And that's much more powerful in my opinion than watching movies. Moved to Toronto, enrolled in University of Toronto because full of Chinese is pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The university of Toronto is full of Chinese. Yes. Unfortunately in Canada, they, there seems to be a policy of bringing in as many foreign students as possible, many of whom are Chinese. And it does detract a bit from, in my opinion, and this might be controversial, from the kind of atmosphere you'd want to have at a Canadian university. Uh the tendency for those people is to stick within their own group and not really become part of the general university community. Uh, but if you do too much input, pretty sure you can't achieve BY in any language within six months. No, that's not true, uh, Marlon. Uh, I focus on input and uh, you can judge based on uh, an hour a week over the last three months of uh, talking to a tutor but certainly input for the first three months. I mean, my Persian has only been three months and you'll see that uh, I can communicate quite well. Uh, Hello, Steve. I'm often in a situation when I watch Russian bloggers and I understand like 60 to 70 percent, but I can't really use such construction in speech even though I know the meaning. How do I overcome it? You just have to speak more often. Continue the input, save words and phrases, and then just speak more often and you're going to struggle. It's, it's not like an automatic. Everything that goes in is going to come out. No, you will always have a much larger passive vocabulary than active vocabulary because the native speaker has far more words than you do, but you just have to continue. You just have to continue and slowly you'll get better. Would you recommend learning the Chinese characters? Yes. I recommend learning the Chinese characters. It's kind of a door to the Chinese world. If you can read, you can learn so much faster. You can learn more words. You can acquire more vocabulary. It's a lot of work to learn the characters. And it's it's something you have to get at and do every day. Is it a... It, is it possible to use C2 with 90% input and 10% output? No, uh, this combination of input and output, uh, the further along you are in the language, the more you have to output because while C2, I guess you theoretically could be C2 just passively in terms of listening, comprehension, and reading, and if you are, you're going to speak well, but as I progress, as I reach a sort of a B1, B2, I feel like greater and greater need to speak. And to really get to that next level, you have to speak a lot, like hours at a time. So an evening with native speakers or uh, things of that nature. You just have to put yourself into a situation uh, where you are forced to use the language more. Mimicking and reading out loud. Does mimicking and reading out loud help with output? Yeah. I mean. It depends what you like doing and what you're able to do. I have never found that I can read out loud for any long period of time. Uh, I can't, you know, there is this sort of shadowing technique. I just found that I can't continue doing it, but many people like doing it. Certainly keeping a small journal is another very good thing to do. But again, it depends if you are able to continue doing it. It does take a certain amount of difficulty. Um. Uh, how are some people able to speak 10 to 15 languages fluently? More or less, in my opinion, uh, following the same strategy that I use. Anyone can do that if they devote enough time to it. Do you think a person who learns a second language will necessarily want to learn others? No, I don't think so. I think probably most people who learn a second language stop there, but I think it's possible for people to learn many languages. Mm, my nephew is seven years old we live in brazil we only speak portuguese how to teach english for him he has to go to english school about one year but his improvement is very slow yeah i mean you can't force seven-year-olds uh we tried with our kids we tried to get them to speak you know french whatever they resisted um but if he's in a class i would leave it like he has to do whatever that class teacher asks him to do uh my grandchildren went to french immersion uh, they just do whatever they're asked to do but i think Pressure from relatives is probably not a good thing. Let him, uh, he's in that environment. He'll acquire something in the language. And at some point, if he's motivated, then he will probably progress very quickly. Yeah. I mean, writing every day is certainly a good thing to do. Uh, I think writing is different from speaking. So. Ultimately, you would have to start practicing your speaking. This is an answer to Eric Roberts. Uh, until what degree of mastery can input take you? Uh, input again, it's not either or. It's just how much of one and how much of the other. And uh, I think, uh, like a lot of input, can take you straight to B one. And then I f- think you want to start talking, speaking. What? What is comprehensible input? you can click on each word for its definition. So if we agree grammar should be secondary to the exposure process. This continues somewhere else. Comprehensible input is input, but a quick answer without seeing the second part of this question. Comprehensible input is input that you have a chance of understanding at least half of. Uh, so if it's totally incomprehensible, unfamiliar, you're, it's too tough. Uh, if you can understand half of it and then you go and click on words and see more of it and you listen and you still don't understand, but at least you're working towards something that is within that's achievable, so that you have a chance of achieving 70% comprehension. So that to me is comprehensible input. It can't be 100% comprehensible. otherwise you're not learning anything. It's got to be less than fully comprehensible. Is it 70%, 80%? If you're using a system like Link, it can be 50, 60 percent. If you're reading out of a book, you want 90, 95%. If you're listening and you can get back to a text like at link, then 70% is fine. If you're listening, you know, and you don't have any way of getting out of text, you probably want a higher level of, of comprehension. Should I start learning a new language only after I achieve B2 in a previous one? No, although that's probably ideal. It depends on what you feel like, what your needs are. I don't think there's any hard and fast rule. Learning Swedish is no different than learning any other language. Lots of listening and reading. Uh, you'll get more and more familiar with the pronunciation, with the words, and you'll just be surprised how the language grows on you. So language learning is a a sort of a fuzzy activity. It's not learning the basics and building blocks. It's exposing yourself. The brain, is m- better at sort of forming rules out of the chaos of the language as opposed to understanding theoretical explanations of the language so don't rely on theoretical explanations of the grammar rely on exposing yourself to a lot of the language that's too miaustic after reading and listening what is most important writing or speaking well it depends what you want to do but uh i tend to do more speaking because it's easier I'm new to Link, but I noticed that when using a phone, a word at an end of a page which extends the following page is not clickable. Are you familiar with this? Cheers, Kieran. Uh, I'm not familiar with this. I don't know whether it's an Android or an iOS phone. Uh, maybe Eric can follow up, Eric of link. Uh, maybe you can post about this on the forum. And, uh, but I will, I, if I remember, uh, I will look into it. But I'm not aware of this as an issue. It isn't an issue for me on iOS. So, but that's not to say, I mean, I understand that it's an issue for you. You could also send a, uh, you know, uh, a message to support at link email and see what they have to say. Why did you decide to move to Vancouver? I live in Vancouver. Uh, my wife doesn't like it when it rains here in the winter. So, um, we go down to Palm Springs for four months in the winter. Have you been reading the Ukrainian news? It would be interesting to know what Ukrainians think about the recent election results, Ian says. Well, I'm going to Ukraine in the second half of May, and it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, an amazing result really to have the incumbent so thoroughly trounced by an an absolute newcomer. Uh, I found apps like, hello, talk to me amazing, but the conversation is slow because I know so little. How many words do you recommend learning before exposing yourself? Well, as I said, I used to think eight to ten thousand words, known words at Link. I now start a little earlier because I have been using the uh, mini stories, which I think prepare me for speaking. Ah, uh, Jack here says thanks to your advice, I've hugely improved my Spanish level at Link, and now I have a solid comprehension level. My question is: Do you recommend on separating listening and reading? Um, You know, I find I do both, you know, listening and reading at the same time, especially at the early stages when it's difficult. But then gradually I find that uh, as I advance, uh, certainly most of my listening is done while not reading because I'm in the car or I'm doing other activities. But as I get at sort of a B2 level, I just do plain listening uh, because I don't need necessarily to read it all. There's not that many words that I don't know. It's not necessarily worth it. Uh, one of the things I, I am going to do now with my Ukrainian, where there may be more words, is I can throw the, um, podcast from Hromatsky Radio or whatever. I can throw it onto, uh, one of the automatic transcription services and get a transcript so I could then, after listening to it, if I'm curious about some parts that I missed, bring it in, you know, have it transcribed and bring it into link. But yeah, increasingly we separate. I find I separate the listening and reading. Who is your favorite polyglot? Don't have a favorite polyglot. I am impressed with people who speak two languages, three languages, five languages, ten languages. It's all I always marvel at people who speak another language well, and there's lots of them. I have a hard time expressing myself about complicated topics, even though I can understand most of what people say when I talk. So should I focus more on speaking at this point? This is uh, English, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you have to. It, it speaking is a different skill, you have to be able to recall your vocabulary, you have to put the words together in a, uh, you know, in an elegant way. And and so you do have to end up speaking more. Henry no longer works at Link. Do you think you can forget output in language when you only do input for several times? You get rusty. I don't think you forget, but you get rusty. And depending on the language, it takes me longer and longer to warm up. So the languages that I speak the best, like uh, French and Japanese and so forth, uh, not a problem. Uh, you know, Russian, a little more difficult, uh, you know, Czech, Romanian is going to be quite difficult. And I'm aware of the fact that once I leave my Persian and Arabic here, when I go back to them, they're going to be rusty. But I have always found that when I go back to outputting in those languages, that I end up being better than I ever was. So I'm not worried about leaving them. But uh, yeah, sometimes it takes a bit of refreshing, of listening and eventually reading. I don't understand. I need time to talk to you about flap, how to pronounce fast D. I don't understand that. Do you sometimes surprise yourself with the retrieving a word during a conversation after struggling for a while? Khalifa, <laughs> Al Khalifa. I'm always surprised when I'm both frustrated at what I am unable to remember or to recall when I know I have that word. And also surprised at words that come out that I think are quite difficult and low frequency. It's all quite random. Have you ever tried to learn an endangered language to help it revival? No. And I don't think I would do that. That's not in my strategy of language learning. Do you use mnemonic techniques to remember those few thousand common words? No, I have never found that to be worth the effort. Scott says, tell us about Ukraine when you get back, we'll do so. James Cook. Steve, people who study English in Mexico only motivated by the prospect of promotion promotional work, not by the language and culture. Yeah. I mean, that's necessarily the case with English because English is sort of a utilitarian language. Now, there are people who like English because they like, you know, American soap operas or, uh, you know, English music or something, but, uh, English would be a language which people learn for reasons of work, and that's fine. But those same people would learn it better if they could find something to enjoy in the language. I mean, I've heard it's hard for Brazilian people to reach the level of Spanish where their brain don't confuse both languages. Uh, I think that it's a mindset thing. I think if Brazilians really committed to be speaking Spanish, they have such a big advantage over non-Portuguese you know, speakers. Uh, if they, they go for it, they can quickly become very fluent and, and initially they might confuse or they might continue to confuse the odd word. It doesn't really matter. Uh, they can become quite fluent quite quickly. Okay. Lion says, when I listen to podcasts on my playlist, using my phone, it tends to triple or quadruple the time I actually listened. All right. Again, I don't know anything about these technical issues. Uh, I will ask, uh, again, if you could uh, comment on our forum to see if other people are experiencing the same, that would be helpful. I am a Portuguese native speaker and I can't bear Spanish, too ugly to my ears. Well, you see, (laughs) if that's the attitude, then the person won't learn the language. So that's why I say it's largely an attitude issue. It's a bit like Mandarin speakers not claiming they can't learn Cantonese. It's just an attitude thing. If they wanted to learn Cantonese, they could learn it very quickly thank you manuel good yeah uh, can i maintain a, a you know a, a good conversation in russian i think so and i'll find out because i'll be uh i'll be in um, in Ukraine and I'll be in Eastern Ukraine and there most people speak Russian. Uh, Do you like Quebec or French accent better? You know, I find that they both have their charm and even within Quebec or within France, there are different accents. And, uh, I, I try not to be judgmental about accents. I think they're all unique and, you know, Scottish, Australian, uh, Southern France, uh, Brazilian Portuguese. That's just part of enjoying the language. Uh, How far do you think I can get in French in two, three months if I'm A1 at the moment? In two, three months, you can reach B1. Do you think culture affects language and vice versa? Does learning a new language change your culture and way of thinking? Well, the more things you know, the more things you're exposed to, the broader your perspective on things, it does impact your uh, way of thinking. If you know nothing uh, then, uh, you know, that you're going to have a very limited perspective on things. So, but you can certainly, even reading is going to change your perspective on things, reading in your own language. So, but I find that, I find that learning languages just makes me more familiar with other cultures, makes me in a way more sympathetic to other cultures. So to that extent, it does affect my world view. Ah, you might want to look at Crash research researchers if you're a bit nerdy. There's a lot of research on them teaching and helping children. Good, Ian. Is there any way to reach B2 in Mandarin if you put everything? If you put everything in that language, well, yeah, you can reach B2 in Mandarin. I mean, I I think I'm B2 in Mandarin. Uh, any language can be learned. I know lots of uh, foreigners who like non-Chinese speakers who necess- didn't necessarily grow up in a multilingual environment who have uh, achieved very high levels in mandarin. Uh why do people assume adults learn language by a different process than children when it is very rare for people to assume adults learn other things by a different process. Well that's a good question. I mean adults have advan. there are advantages and disadvantages like the child's brain, brain is more flexible uh, the child is less inhibited the adult has a broader life experience. The adult has a broader vocabulary in his or her own language. The adult can read, uh, can access a wider variety of subjects. So to that extent, the learning experience is different, but I think the process by which the brain acquires the language, in other words, it creates rules to govern all this input that it's getting is essentially the same. Uh, how can you ask a question like that? What do I think of the English spoken by Brazilians? It varies all over the place. I know a Brazilian here, uh, Gabrielle, whose English is like a native Canadian. So it depends on the individual. You can't generalize. I, okay. How do you study like, do you just read or do you take notes? I don't take any notes. Uh, I listen. I don't understand things, understand things. I go in there, I go through the lesson, uh, as I turn the page, I will often review the words and phrases that were on that page. I sometimes will review the words and phrases that were in the lesson using our five activities. And then I go away and listen and listen and listen. And then there's still things that I don't understand. I go back and I read it and I will often go back and go back and go back to the same lesson, maybe I did, you know, a lesson that I did two months ago. Uh, I've got so many lessons on the go at so many different levels. And it's just simply exposing myself to the language, audio, reading, reviewing, listening, different levels, and slowly things start to accumulate. Uh, I'm a native Spanish speaker and I have C1 English. If I study French for about one and a half hours a day, how long would it teach to reach, how long would it take to reach V2 from Puerto Rico? You know, if you really go at it and if you have a good attitude, like attitude is so important, like, okay, the Brazilian who hates Spanish. He's not going to learn Spanish. Uh, if you say, I'm going to, I can visualize myself as a French speaker. I want to be a French speaker. If you've got that kind of an attitude, then, uh, yeah, you. I think you can reach B2 in three months. B, I think you can reach B2 certainly in comprehension because you'll have all the words you'll struggle to speak and then you just got to speak more and more. But you've got that tremendous advantage that you'll have all the words in three months and then you just got to start speaking and you'll have difficulty. uh, But eventually uh, you'll get better. You won't get worse. Uh, Okay, what do we got here? Can I learn two languages at the same time? If I at least be one of the first languages, I need to maintain one more. Yeah, I'm struggling right now with Persian and uh, Arabic. I think I would. Rather be able to focus on one, but it's certainly possible to do two. With will hang out with other polyglots, make you work harder to learn more language. That's possible. I don't know. As a teenager, am I as good as a child with learning languages, or is my learning style more closer to an adult's? Yeah, a teenager is closer to the adults. You have uh, your brain is no longer as flexible. They talk about the age of seven or whatever, where any language can very quickly, you know, be assimilated. Uh, you have a broader vocabulary. You have a, quite a, you know, a broader, uh, sort of life experience. So you are more similar to, uh, to an adult, in my opinion. Okay. Do you use Audible to practice? I have, if I, sometimes if I'm looking for an audio book, I'll find it on Audible, uh, as to which book I can recommend, it depends on what, sh- what language you're learning. Like I don't go to Audible necessarily, but it just seems if I'm looking for an audiobook in, you know, if I'm looking for an audiobook in Polish or Czech, it, Audioteca seems to pop up. Uh, I'll go to wherever the source is. And typically I'm looking for audiobooks for which I can also find an ebook. Do you try to practice with people on anytime like Moses? Because he says that you should keep practicing until the moon starts to show. No, I have great respect for Moses. I think it's amazing. The number of languages that he explores and is able to speak in quite well, actually. But I, I, we all have our preferences, and I don't like going out and just springing, you know, with a little camera and sort of talking to people. Uh, if I happen to come across, let's say, if I go into a store here in Vancouver, and the salesperson is obviously a Farsi speaker, I'll try and speak to them in Farsi, but I don't make an, a special effort at it. Hangong uh, is so ilbo Okay, Uh, Steve, I'm living in Japan and I find that most Japanese people don't want to correct me. So I wonder if I'm making the same mistake over and over again without knowing it. What can I do? (laughs) Don't expect people that you're speaking with to correct you. That is a completely unrealistic expectation. First of all, uh, I believe that if I'm speaking to someone in English and they make mistakes, it's not my role to correct them. They may not want me to correct them. Uh, that person is trying to communicate with me. If I start correcting them, it's as if our communication is not important. Uh, you will make, you will correct most of your mistakes yourself. Enjoy your communication with native speakers for that opportunity to communicate with them and don't expect them to correct you. Uh, do you know why Gabriel stopped making YouTube videos? No. And in fact, he sent me an email. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to meet with him shortly and do a a video with him. Yeah. I mean, James says uh, that as, yeah, people, not everyone is going to be motivated, uh, you know, passionately to learn English. However, if I were a teacher, I've got to try to find something that might elicit a spark of interest because the more emotionally connected they are to the language, the better they're going to learn. Okay. So my again, this whole question of why we have trouble speaking, you're going to have trouble speaking. And the only way to get better at it is to speak more and also to continue with your input activities. Russian language. I found the Russian language difficult to learn because of the, uh, complex nature of Slavic, all Slavic languages, the grammar, but it's a lovely language and uh, a very interesting one. Can you become fluent in any language in a year with hard work? Depends on your definition of fluent. It depends on the language, writing system, how similar it is to yours. But, uh, it's a good goal to have. Uh, what is your, f- I don't have a favorite language as a native language, English living in Poland and attending a Polish school. Do you think the teaching style in Poland is harmful that you cannot pronounce English she speaks it? Yeah. I mean, this is this whole, the majority of language teachers are not native speakers. and uh, the, the majority of speakers of English are not native speakers. There is such an abundance of. In native English content available on the Internet, the teacher should be directing the students to listen to this content. I, I, I don't think listening to people with a bad accent is harmful as long as we're getting enough exposure to, uh, you know, authentic you know, native pronunciation. I spo- spend most of my time in English. Can you learn a language with just watching movies? No, I have not found that to be the case. Uh, How many words do I need in order to start talking? Again, this question has come up before, but I I think with German, if you're three to five thousand words, go through our mini stories. That's going to give you a lot of the familiar vocabulary, verbs and stuff that you need. Okay. The Arabic uh, podcasts that I find are on Al Jazeera and France 24. Uh, I found them on... uh, What do you call it there? Um, iTunes. Levantine Arabic, uh, you'd have to Google. There is some Levantine Arabic in our library at Link. How is your relation with Mr. Agagius? I've never met him. Do you think knowing many languages gives you a huge advantage in the job market? Not necessarily. It depends what job you're looking for. Okay, with that, I'm going to leave because I want to spend a little bit of time warming up for my Arabic lesson, which starts in 15 minutes. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you on Friday. Bye for now.